welcome to another episode of the Community Broadband Bits Podcast. I'm Christopher Mitchell at the Institute for Local Self-Reliance, and I'm from my home away from home for two days, <laughs> Houston, Texas. <laughs> I'm down here for the Broadband Communities uh, event. Uh, maybe you've already heard a show, because uh, this isn't going to be the best one, is it, Ken? <laughs> oh, no, I think it will be, actually. I think, the, <laughs> I think this will set a new landmark. Um, Ken Demlo, longtime friend um, with HR Green. Um, uh, Ken, um, just briefly, what sort of stuff do you do? Like, I mean, like, I'm a policy guy, right? I think about stuff like that. You're like an engineer, right? So we have an engineering group. Uh, my area That's why is I said more, like an engineer. Yeah, and I'm not. By the way, I'm not an engineer. Right. I, but but we um, we start with how do we help communities figure out what they need to do, and so we do like you know surveys and um, uh, and helping them you know GIS, helping them kind of determine. And then we have an engineering group, and if they are moving forward with with things that they want to do, then the engineering group takes over. And works mm -hmm. things out from there. So, so but you're always associated with. You work closely with engineering groups. I feel like historically, right? We do. Yeah. yeah. yeah I well, do. I mean, you do. I as do a personally. Person. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now, HR have, Green. HR Green has a whole history of dealing with like all kinds of civil engineering projects and things yeah, like that. HR Green is actually 109 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it was civil engineering, and then we started a fiber and broadband group because it's all dealing with the right of way. Right. Yeah. But I do hang around with engineers, and I hang around with people smarter than me. Yeah, I well, that's, that's the smartest thing you can do. See, right? <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah. Um, like me hanging out with you, Chris. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, which I'm, way does that I'm come? way smarter than you on photography, but like on other things, you know, we'll, we'll have to work that out. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> the, um, so the reason I wanted to have you on to talk a little bit is I just feel like a lot of people are like, okay, so I don't even know the difference between what different firms do. And when I say that, I'm not even talking about someone new to a community. I'm talking about people on my staff who have worked for me for years. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what does this company do? So I thought we could talk about that a little bit from the frame of, of I'm, a, I'm a community. Let's call it the Mitchell. Um, the community of Mitchell, not in South Dakota. Not in right? South Dakota. The not South Dakota Mitchell. Um, and, and I'm like, I'm convinced. My, my leadership really recognizes that we need municipal broadband for some reason. Um, but, uh, but like, you know, before we can go financing, we need to go through all the steps and everything else. So, so we say HR green, come help us out. Um, where, what do you start doing first? We, and, and by the way, th this applies more to every size community than you might think. And so a community of, of two or 3000 people, they actually have the same questions of communities of hundred thousand, 500,000 people. It now it's different scale and different, but, but a lot of the questions are the same. So what we typically find is we come into a community and they really just don't know what to do. They, 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 they think there's a need anecdotally. They've heard there's a need. We have to start kind of, so, so our first part of our process is what we call visioning. And that is where we say, okay, let's figure out what's going on here. Let's, let, let's get eyes on this. And so, so there's several things we can do. Um, and, and there's different options, but typically it involves, okay, what infrastructure does the city have? And do you know what you have? Is it recorded? And, and Chris, it's really interesting. Like there are communities that are fairly sophisticated and they'll say, oh yeah, we have conduit. And, and I'm not exaggerating. We'll say, well, okay, where? Let's see it. And they're like, well, we don't exactly know. Right. It's okay. under this street. It, we that's think not it, good we enough. think it's under this tree. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or or Joe, who retired five years ago, he, that's where he thought he put it. I mean, that right. could, really seriously. Mm -hmm. So and th this is yeah. not like this is not like oh that's a dumb town. This is like this is a common occurrence because we haven't had the right systems for tracking this information. It, it's very common occurrence. As a matter of fact, I would say we ran into that probably 
80, 90% of the time. I mean, not a little percentage, you know, vast majority. And for people who are like, well, this is why local governments shouldn't get involved in broadband, the situation isn't much better for AT&T or Frontier from what I can tell. No, it, it's not. And, and you know, I, in defending government and all that, is they're taking different steps to get different things done. There's different initiatives and disunderstanding. And then, quite frankly, the technology even changes. I mean, somebody that's putting this in 10 years ago didn't have what we have to track it now. You right. know, they had it on maps and stuff. And, hey, by the way, like I know at my house, if I write something down mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to put that exactly where I need to have it five years from now, we're not going to know where that was. Right, right. Oh, <laughs> I, take, I take pictures while the walls are open with a tape measure. See? And then as long as I don't lose my phone, I know where that picture is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so, so really, you know, the expectation of you really should know where every piece of all of that is, none of us live our lives that way. Mm-hmm. And, and why would that be any different than, you know. So, so anyway, so, so one of the first steps then is we say, okay, let's start figuring out what's actually here. I mean, let's mm-hmm. just go straight infrastructure. Okay, so we're going to skip over that now, though. So we've okay. gone through that. we figured yep. out what's actually here. Yep. So, By the way, both both at the from the public sector and the private sector, seeing if we can mm-hmm. figure out what the private sector has there. Sure. So, so we put all that together. Okay. All right. Yep. So we have that together. Yep. Um, what do we do next? Yeah. So, so in our vision process, so we so we figure out the lay of the land. Next, we want to figure out most communities. Again, no matter what size, think they know certain things, but they'll also they're also pretty upfront that there's probably things they don't. So, what we do then is say, okay, what steps we need to take to help you really get good data. And, you know, in our industry right now, the vast majority of the time, it's let's do a survey. Uh, we do that online typically, um, which has its own problems because if you don't have broadband at all, then how do you take an online survey? But, mm-hmm. but we do that the best we can, and we figure out how to do that to where we get them some actual data to work from. So once we have that, once we have the what's, what infrastructure, once we have, okay, do the best feel we can get. And by the way, we typically do that with a survey, but then we also interview the different departments. Because, the, give an example, one of my, quickly, one of my clients... Um, they had mediocre broadband. We went to their city and their city staff and the city staff, when they, when we said, okay, what do you have? And they said, well, we have a direct connection from a local provider, no redundancy. So our community's growing. We go down probably once a week. The mm-hmm. city goes down once a week, you know? Yeah. That so, doesn't work for the police department. It does not. And by the way, they told me that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just in case you're curious, yeah, we're not happy with this yeah, situation. This is not going well. This is not good. <laughs> so, so we, again, we kind of round out what's the need, um, through those different methods. And then that's the vision. And then we go to what we call planning and that is that then we say, okay, let's start figuring out what your options are. And we usually go by an order of magnitude of saying, we will actually design do a high level design of what we see as your options. And then you can take that and act on it either by, okay, we want to participate in that or we want to take that to the provider community and go out like to an RFI or something like that, but have a real RFI. Like, like is there really something we could do here? Mm-hmm. So then we get that feedback and then we help them decide, okay, now we know what the problem is. We know what some solutions are. We're getting feedback from the provider community or doing it ourselves. So now let's figure out what that means financially. Let's figure out what that means, you know, politically. You know, and then start landing the planes. Now, when you say a high level design, yeah, um, is that where you you kind of like you haven't actually like sent an engineer out to like walk the walk the rights of way or things like that, right? But you have a general sense, like the poles are crazy in this town, we're not going to be able to use them, or wow, like the poles are great and we're going to be able to use them, and we have a sense of what the cost is of that. Or I'm in Maine, so we're not going to be doing anything underground versus like you know I'm in a town where like we can do most stuff underground pretty cheaply. That's what you include at that level, or is that not even there yet? It is. I mean, so 
just at a very quick level, I mean, we'll like find out from the poll provider, whoever that is, local electric, whoever, and kind of look at what features are there, what can actually be done, is it a high rock table? I mean, just some of that very first first look. And we do know we do not send anybody out to the field. At that point, it's just, okay, here's your center street lines. Here's kind of what the lay of the land is, what the issues are. Different companies do this differently. Different consultants do this differently. We actually do a full design. Mm-hmm. Now, it's just not field verified. But we do a full design, so it even says how many handholds, this is how many feet, all that. So the engineers are fully involved from your staff to do that? Yes. And in another situation, you might have a consultant, like you and I both were close friends with Eric Lampland when yep. he was doing this work. Yep. Is it, this is where um, Jim Petro would come in yes. with... Um, what's the name of his firm? I can't remember. Newcom. Newcom. Yeah. yeah. So you come in with that's where you that's where I got to know you originally. Yeah. So some places you might have HR Green has all this stuff in house. Like a Magellan will have this in house. CTC yeah. will have this in house. Yes. Other folks will have a series of partners that they work with who bring some of this expertise to bear. Yeah. One thing I would just recommend to communities is those the firms you named and how they do it are firms that really kind of do say let's go ahead and get a map out here and the reason for that is because we want to kind of get a feel of order of magnitude that's a real order of magnitude the consultants that concern me are the ones who don't have that staff and they don't farm that out they go in and say okay look roughly a foot would be such and such we think there's about this many road feet so here's a number mm-hmm. the problem is that's really not based on anything and, and you know we're not doing a field walk out but by the same token at least we have quantities mm-hmm. right where there's a, there are firms still out there today who just don't use any of that technology and they just do like a, a per foot, we think it's this many feet, so here's a rough magnitude. I'm concerned about that because, mm-hmm. boy, that number then goes through decision making. Right, right. that's I mean, a that, number that sticks around for a it while. It does, it does, it needs to. Yeah. So, but yeah, the firms you named, so I'll, you, I'll do a, I'll do some ver- variation of design. It's just the difference is you don't walk it out and figure figure out the details. And we'll come back to what the walking it out means in a second. But so this is a number then where you're kind of like going back to the elected officials and being like, are you picking your jaw up off the floor? Like, is this something like so? My community, my my town of Mitchell, we're like, no, that's cool. We can we we set aside our rescue plan dollars. We've been we're ready to put some of our own skin in the game. This number doesn't scare us. Um, so what's next? Yeah. And, and Chris, what, something you said there is just very important. Folks really don't have any order of magnitude, really. I mean, I actually had a, 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 a county say, look, we want to throw in some ARPA dollars. And there's a company we think might want to build out, and they were going to partner instead of do it themselves. And they said, you know, if we, and I'm not exaggerating, they said, boy, if, you, if we threw out about 10 grand, do you think that would help them? <laughs> The answer, the answer, <laughs> listeners for our confused is no. No, that would, that would, no. That but, would not be worth. That would, necessarily, that would not necessarily be worth going through the trouble of procuring it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's that was a real question, no joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so an order of magnitude is to your point. You know, pick up your jaw off the floor. I mean, an order of magnitude could be: is this ten million? Is this twenty million? Is it thirty million? And then saying, okay do we want to do anything with that or do we want to start working with somebody else and what do we need to do to make that happen and all that. So from there, that decision is a big big decision next. And then the, the community will either typically decide, okay, we're going to actually start going down the process of seeing if we can get that finance, seeing if we could mine, whatever. Or say, okay, now we kind of know what we're getting into. Now we know where our needs are. We're actually going to go out to the provider community and say specifically, do you are you interested in this do you want to help with this and so they have specifics to be able to talk over with a provider so so they have that decision to make now if they decide to do it themselves as silly as it sounds these are all true from there we go that's a high level design Mm -hmm. from there if they're really thinking about doing themselves we go to a mid-level design no joke so and then by the way the other one is low level design actually but Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, right but so 
the mid-level design is basically to say, we're going to go out and get some, some budget quotes. We're going to figure out what construction contractors are charging right now. We're going to have knowing roughly what the materials are, we're going to get some quotes on just, you know, the, the main items and then, uh, be able to take that to a bonding company or, or to a financing company or to a bank so that they can say, could, if we want to do that, could we, could we mm-hmm. now, I actually was working with another company, another another community, and they said, we're really interested in that. And I said, okay, so how do you want to do it? They said, well, we'd probably want to bond it. Okay, what's your bond capacity? And they said, we're maxed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> but that does make it more difficult. It changes things. It does. <laughs> but, but, if, but, but they could either decide to look that way and do that. Um, by the way, whoever's listening to this, I also, communities, if you're going to build it, it's not like you have to build it and operate it and do all the pieces and do all the mm-hmm. maintenance. You can act, there are companies that will do that for you. You can have it open access, at which point you, you, you lease it out to people who want to join on it. So, so it's not like you have to become a utility to own it and operate it. You know? mm-hmm. no, again, you have those options. Or if it's really like, look, we just can't do that. I mean, it's, that's mm-hmm. too much money. That's too much whatever. We don't have the political will, whatever. So on your side, the mid-level design, you really already have you know, close to a low level design, right? Yeah. And now you're, what you're doing is you're, you're getting, uh, you have a sense of what things are going to cost. Now you're checking those assumptions against actual vendors and figuring out labor costs and things like that. Yeah. And then if they want to pursue it themselves, that mid-level design gives them enough detail that bonding companies trust or financing, financing institutions trust. Then if, if, if those still all green lights, then we go and do the walkout, which is what we talked about, which is where we actually take the, that mid-level design. We actually send the crew. They actually go out to the field, go out, go out to the community. They actually check the route, which side of the street is it on, which, you know, is there a, a wall in the way? Is there, you know, a building in the way that, you know. So they go verify the entire route. Um, and then we actually do a very specific design that actually is what we'll get built off of. So we actually, the low-level design is where we actually do construction level permit level. I mean, all those detail levels that there's off ramps at all these, but if then, if, if all that's looking good, then we take those detailed designs or, or we do an RFP for a construction contractor and then also do uh, an RFP for the network access equipment that connects on the ends of the fiber. Chris, one thing just for, for people to know too, right now we're in a strange time. Right. Because right. If, a if, lot of this is theoretical right now. Well, and if we, if, if we wait to get the detailed design done to go to a construction contractor, because that's the way it's typically gone, is then a construction contractor does the labor and buys the material. But a lot of the material right now can be up to a year out. Right, so you and, need to get that going early. Well, so what we end up doing, and this is this is crazy. I've never done this in my entire career. I was in a meeting with, with I'll, I'll, this is a vendor that, that was good enough to have this conversation. I was with Graybar and, and Qualcomm, uh, two, two, two vendors in the, in the industry. And I said, you guys, what would you think about if we took our mid-level design and actually ordered materials? And that, that means we can order almost a year ahead. But would you be willing to change the order if detailed design changes something, like more or less, or we have to up, you know, have a higher capacity for some reason? Would you be willing to change the order? And they, they said yes. Mm-hmm. And I said, by the way, would you mind, could you... Could you explain to me why the answer is yes? And they said, because if we don't sell it to you, we'll sell it to somebody else. That's what I was thinking you'd say, yeah. 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 So, I mean, like, so without putting them on the hook, that they're not necessarily willing to do that with everyone, that's a conversation to have with a vendor. It, it is. You have to. By the way, the one other implication of that is that means the community might have to buy the materials 
which means you have to think in terms of materials, logistics, and all that kind of stuff. But warehouse, all that stuff. Yeah, that's that sort of thing. Yeah, or, mm-hmm. or you can put the conduit out, and as long as you got a fence, you know, you can put the conduit out. But I don't know. I mean, I think some of the folks around here might be like <laughs> going around <laughs> yeah. in trucks with hitches There's on like them. aerial pictures, right? <laughs> Wait, there's there in the middle of the night. That one's not well defended. I'm taking that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. But. But that that's all. Six months, there's going to be sentries around that conduit. <laughs> uh, see? So, yeah. <laughs> Armed guards. Yeah. Really. But at this point, that's all ways that, that whatever consultant that, that a community would bring on needs to be able to say, okay, are you willing to wait, mm-hmm. not this upcoming construction season, but maybe not even the next construction season? Is that okay? And if it is, then you just do it the traditional way. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, then we have to get creative and if, if all of that works out, then you develop a schedule of, okay, so here's when our contractor can start. Here's when the materials will be there. And then uh, and, and are we going to operate it or are we going to hire out the operations or that sort of thing? Right. Yeah. So to be clear, if it's 100 miles of network that you're building, someone's walking 100 miles. Yeah. To get that low-level design. Uh, yeah, to get, yeah, absolutely. That still, that still surprises me. Well, and there's well, okay, so here's, here's one cool thing. There actually are now some cool ways to do that, like with LiDAR and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Good enough now where depending on, particularly if it's on poles and depending on the, the, the electric on the poles, that can get pretty precise if, if, the, poles are, if the poles are full. Mm-hmm. But the LiDAR actually, we can go do it, and that, that means we just have to walk out the sections that, that we have a lot of concern on. But there's, so there's ways to speed it up. But mm-hmm. it still is a every single foot, every single mile yeah. that we're making sure the design will work on that mile. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ken. Always good to talk with you. It's great to see you here in the Harrison Edwards studios at Broadband Communities. Thank you for <laughs> making these available. And, and, Ken, it's been great. I have to say for people, like if you, if you see a guy named, uh, named uh, Ken Demlo hanging around at an event, He's, the, the guy's got some good stories. <laughs> I'm just going to say, strike up a conversation, try to have dinner with him. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, you know, once you've been in the industry, and as you know, Chris, once you've been in the industry for a while, you get some pretty good stories. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so there are some. So by the way, do that because uh, be glad, <laughs> glad to tell stories. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. We have transcripts for this and other podcasts available at muninetworks.org slash broadbandbits. Email us at podcast at muninetworks.org with your ideas for the show. Follow Chris on Twitter. His handle is at communitynets. Follow muninetworks.org stories on Twitter. The handle is at muninetworks. Subscribe to this and other podcasts from ILSR, including Building Local Power, Local Energy Rules, and the Composting for Community podcast. You can access them anywhere you get your podcasts. You can catch the latest important research from all of our initiatives if you subscribe to our monthly newsletter at ilsr.org. While you're there, please take a moment to donate. Your support in any amount keeps us going. Thank you to Arnie Hughesby for the song Warm Duck Shuffle, licensed through Creative Commons. This was the Community Broadband Bits podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.